And, of course, that does mean we are talking travel on to NYFM and Sally Lucas. We're going somewhere beautifully warm today. And also beautiful. And very beautiful. And that is somewhere in the Pacific. French Polynesia. Whoa, French Polynesia coming your way. And take out your bucket list and dust it off. We've got some items for that too. Sally Lucas, French Polynesia always sounds so romantic. It does, and I think it is, even though I've only been to the main island where Papiete is the capital and also to Morea. But honestly, they this group of islands are stunningly beautiful. And the thing is too, Jane, a lot of them are still, you know, not inhabited. So you've got quite a large archipelago of islands. Um, so you've just got to remember that, that it's not just, you know, the couple of islands we tend to hear about. So they've actually made up of like the uh, society islands as well um, and lots of other islands based around there, the Tuamotos Islands, the Rangaroa Atoll, um, you've got Huahini Island, of course Bora Bora we all know, Morea um, and there's just such a, a wide variety and the interesting thing you can do there, there's two different cruise vessels, um, there's the Paul Gauguin which has uh, won the Luxury Cruise Vessel of the Year Award for many years now if you wanted to go luxury cruising but there's also the Aranui 5. Now the Aranui just started out called the Aranui and every now and again they replace it. But she is a freighter uh, slash taking passengers and that's a lovely way because they're going to all these outer islands that don't have any other communication there's no airstrips, there's nothing so the only way you're going to get there is by vessel. And that's the only way they get their supplies. It is, it is the only way they get their supplies. So yeah, French Polynesia, it's got an interesting history I think as well Um, it was obviously or is an overseas collective of the French Republic and it's the only overseas country of France. It's composed of 118 islands and over an expanse area of more than 2,000 um, kilometres. And it's divided, as we said, into these five groups of islands, which are the Society Islands Archipelago, which composed of the Windward and the Leeward Islands, the Tuamoto Archipelago, the Gambia Islands, the Marquesas, which are supposed to be stunningly beautiful, I haven't seen those, and the Austral Islands. So among its uh, 118, uh, there's only a 67 that are actually inhabited. So it's really quite interesting, isn't it? And I mean, it's, it's, I can always remember when I went to Morea, the first day I looked at the water and I just had to keep blinking because I'd never seen water so crystal clear and so blue, so turquoisey, aqua, beautiful, beautiful blue colour. And you've got, they're famous, of course, over there for a lot of the islands for the overwater bungalows, of course, which are just stunningly beautiful as well. And all the people that were influenced there, you know, whether it was James Michener wrote, you know, a lot of his yes. novels were based there. You had, of course, Paul Gauguin, the artist, and many, many people, um, Marlon Brando, loved Tahiti, of course. And it's just a stunning place to go to and visit, even if you don't have to do it on always on the expensive side. You know, you, obviously overwater bungalows are going to be more expensive than a garden bungalow. It just stands to reason. But a lot of the islands now have, you know, the, the absolute five star, but you can also get, you know, your lesser priced accommodation that makes it far more affordable. Um, you're looking at about, six and a half hour flight roughly and you're crossing the date line so you get there before you leave here um <laughs> coming back's different though yeah, coming back's different exactly right so people do get a little confused but it is a beautiful collection of islands if you've never been there and i just think it's i, I don't think a lot
lot of Australians actually do go there. We tend to, I guess, go to the Fijis and, and the Vanuatu and to Bali and, you know, the islands are a little bit closer to home. But it's not that far, really. And you can, some of these cruises, they actually do a combination of the Cook and the, and the French Polynesian, which is a lovely way to go. So you can get cruises ranging from 7, 10, 11 to 14 days. And it's just a beautiful way to immerse yourself in, in the Polynesian culture and their way of life, which hasn't changed for centuries. So, you know. And there's the French influence too. Of course, you've got that as yeah. well. You know, you've got the, yes, the Polynesian side, of course, the islander side, but of course, the French side as well. So they have two national anthems. They, they still have the Marseillaise, but they have their own as well. And they have their own language as well as French. So yeah, it's a real combination of the two cultures. And it's a very interesting place to visit. And as I said, stunningly beautiful. I mean, the water, the lagoons, what, what you see, you know, you can swim with rays or, you know, it's just just a gorgeous part of the world if you've never been there. I think it should go on everyone's bucket list. But, well, as the ad used to say, remember the Cussons ad? What did it say? It said, Simon, Tahiti looks nice. <laughs> as she was lolling in her bath full of Cussons soap suds. <laughs> So Tahiti, yes. So Tahiti, yes. And uh, actually we had some lovely other places to talk about soon too, Jane, that you might want to put on your bucket list as well. Mm. We are, we are. And one of the things that is fantastic, I think, when we went to East Africa in the Kenya-Tanzania region, of course, are the wonderful Maasai tribe. And it's considered the most authentic tribe of Kenya. And they, of course, they reside in both Kenya and Tanzania now, living along the border of both the countries. But they're very much smaller, of course, than they were in their heyday. And they uh, account for only about 0.7% of Kenya's population now. Um, but a lot of them are still living their very, very traditional lives where they make their... The cattle, of course, is what's important to them. So everything is to do with cattle. Um, they eat the meat, they drink the milk, and sometimes they drink the blood. Um, they make their clothing and everything out of the hides. They use the dung to make their mud huts. So, you know, the, the, the cattle is what they've been renowned for, and that's still very important. The other thing is they're extremely tall people. Um, I had my photo taken beside a Maasai warrior and honestly he must have been seven foot something I'm not sure but wow. but I mean tall mm. and and they jump they dance they do this dance so you can actually still get to go to a cultural do a cultural tour and visit one of their genuine villages and they are genuine because you know we went through it and they are just mud huts and, and floors and very simple living conditions I can assure you and the women get a chance to dance as well and they do a different form of dance to the men who have jumped so high it's just amazing it's a fascinating thing to do if you can ever get to go there so I think you should put that on on your bucket list the wonderful Maasai tribe of Kenya and Tanzania and the other thing of course which I've talked about before Jane and we both know is that one of the most beautiful or if not the most beautiful place on this planet is the Antarctic Peninsula and I think if you can manage to get down there following Shackleton's footsteps and really it, it just enjoy the beauty of the place the the wildlife that you, you just feel so humbled as I've said before and the silence is it, just amazing you know you've got none of those city sounds nothing around you you know the the sunrise and the sun the sun sets and the moon comes up almost at the same time you know you've got this incredible almost all daylight hours and the photography is just you know to die for if you're a keen photographer it really is very very special so I think that that should be on a bucket list as well. Mm. Um, and Cold whilst, too. Uh, what was that? Cold. Cold, yes, it was. But the year we were there, actually, we had friends skiing at Whistler and they said it was minus 27. We didn't get below minus 5. 
Oh, <laughs> we, minus five. Yeah, because we didn't have the wind. Yes. So we, if you get the wind pick up, then, of course, it's going to get quite chilly. But we were, had one of those perfect, if you like, Antarctic ex- expeditions where we had sun every day. We only had one day where it was windy in the morning and they weren't prepared to take the zodiacs out. Of course, it's all about safety, of course, and when you're taking you ashore, etc. Of course, you wouldn't last long in those waters, I can assure you. Mm. The other thing when you're over that way, of course, you should be visiting South America, mm. of course, because you've got to tip off from the end of the world there, as they call it, from Ushuaia to get down there um, and other points now as well but that was the main point originally and go and learn a tango go to one of the malongas which is the real place where the real people of Buenos Aires not a nightclub they go to dance the the tango but you can actually learn yourself if you wish and it's quite an experience to go to one of these malongas the gentlemen sit on one side of the wall and the ladies on the other and they ask them to dance still it's it's very very old-fashioned and very lovely thing to do so that's something you should do the other thing if you want to go to Nepal but you're not up to trekking and you don't you have do that or you might do a little short trek around the Annapurnas, but you still want to see Everest, take a scenic flight. It is absolutely stunning. And what they do, they go down one way and come back the other. So there's a, each person on each side gets to get the view um, of both, you know, up and back. They do this circuit for you and give you a map on board and explain the whole of the, the mountain range that you're flying over. So if you're in Nepal, try, even if you are doing a trek, to see, like we say about anything that's massive, whether it be there or whether it's Kakadu or whether it's Uluru, if you do an aerial flight over it, the immensity becomes far more real to you once you do a flight. It really is something fantastic to do. Enjoy a barbecue dinner with the Bedouins in Jordan. Snorkel with sea lions in the Galapagos. There's so many more. See prehistoric Komodo dragons in Indonesia. Ride a camel in the Sahara in Morocco. There's lots. And I've only given you a few to add to your bucket list today. Oh, but already it has grown mightily. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> as it does. As it does. <laughs> Time to look at what's hot in the travel deals department at the moment in the current marketplace. What have you got? Okay, firstly Jane, we've got a nice little cruise package here, which has got some great savings on. It's not till the 9th of February next year. It's a 16 night cruise on the radiance of the seas from Sydney to Perth. So you're going Sydney, Brisbane, Cairns, Darwin, Benoa, which is a port in Bali, down to Port Hedland, Geraldton, and then to Fremantle. So yeah, there's some great savings on this. Um, in Ocean View rooms. It starts, as I said, in February. Cruise finishes in March. And you can get a saving for those 18-night cruise. Really, I think it's fantastic value because all your meals, as we've said, etc., etc., starting from under 3000 per person. Um, and it includes port charges, etc., and onboard gratuities as well on that. Just keep that in mind. It really is something great. Um, if you're wanting to travel to Canada and Alaska, you've also got some time to have a bit of a saving here of up to 2200 per couple can be saved on a range of different itineraries. It finishes 28 February and there's a 17-day Rockies Highlights tour with an Alaska Inside Passage cruise. For, um, so you have an 8-day cruise and a 10-day tour. Um, now that has got great savings of up to 800 per couple. A 19-day with a rail including a 12-day tour, 7-night Inside Passage, wonderful itinerary that one. Um, savings of that one has got the saving of up to 2200 a couple and another 24-day that does a uh, 12-day Rocky tour again, seven-night Alaska Inside Passage and then another six-day interior tour of Alaska using the Midnight Sun Express train, doing some wonderful things there as well. And, of course, you get to have breakfast with the bears. <laughs> so some great savings to be had 
of course, we've got Chinese New Year, and it's the year of the pig this year, of which I am one, I have to admit. I don't know whether that's good <laughs> or bad. A happy pig. A happy pig. We're supposed to be lazy, but I don't think that's me. I'm not lazy. I but No, but they're saying this year for all signs of the zodiac, just to let people know out there, our lovely listeners, that it's supposed to be a good one for investment and financial success, and also said to be a prosperous year for friendship and camaraderie. Oh, so, for everybody, not, for just e- for no, not just for pigs, oh. for everybody. So make the most of 2019. Um, so to do this, a lot of the companies now are having a happy Chinese New Year's sale to celebrate the Year of the Pig. And a lot of these tours have got up to 65% off, valid through to the 28th of February on a range of tours. So just keep that in mind. That's some wonderful savings to be had there. Wendy Wu Tours is another operator that operates throughout Asia and other parts of the world, but specialises particularly in the Asian area and Japan and they've got wonderful itineraries now for solo travellers with great savings. There's six different itineraries into China, Vietnam, Cambodia, India and Japan all with solo savings which is great and closer to home Lord Howe Mm. our other delightful little paradise that I must go back to again and they've got the usual winter packages that they bring out each year with some great savings to be had Um, as long as you book round about by 15 March on these starting from under $1400 for your airfare and seven nights accommodation which is pretty good value for money when you think about that and these go from roughly around June into August so lots of lovely things and lastly Jane Dream Cruises have got some Australian coastal cruises from October this year through to February 2020 lots of lovely little seven night different ones for people who just like that little taste a short cruise cruise rather to see if it's what they would like to do um, one of them is doing Sydney Newcastle um, Gladstone Sunshine Coast Brisbane back to Sydney and um, there's a couple of those and then there's another one doing Sydney Port Arthur Hobart Melbourne Burnie Sydney and the, another one includes Eden in that itinerary as well and these are some lovely little cruises as I said ranging from October um, the 20, uh, October through to February, rather, and they start on those from round about, again, under $1,200 per person uh, as a lead-in price. Lots out there, Jane. There's lots of sales at the moment, so take advantage of them while you can. Lots of lovely destinations, all offering wonderful availability. So, fantastic. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. To NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.